0: You're listening to a TVO podcast.
1: I would be deeply insulted if someone described me as nice. Not only because it's not true, but it just, it feels so minimizing.
2: Hi, Karina. Hi, Pippa. So today's word might look innocuous on the surface and maybe a little bit boring even, But do not be deceived it's like the closet into narnia Mm -hmm. it looks totally normal and bland on the surface but there's just this whole world of drama and darkness behind it the word is nice 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 that that was
0: the creepiest one for sure you win (laughs) nice 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 i think one thing that might surprise people about this word is that it didn't start out with a
2: positive
0: meaning at all.
2: Yeah, it's gone through quite an evolution over time.
0: Yeah, so it comes from Latin, uh, nescius, which means unaware or ignorant. And it joined the English lexicon in around 1300, and for almost 100 years, it kept that meaning of, like, unaware, foolish, ignorant, oblivious. And at the end of the 1300s, Nice did a U-turn to mean really luxurious or wanton or uh, lascivious. So still like a negative overtone. Mm. And then that meaning shifted a little uh, again through the 1400s to mean finely dressed or scrupulous. And then that simmered down through the 1500s to mean refined or cultured. So it's like, it's changed a lot.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like the word scrupulous still sort of makes sense in some cases. Like... You could say, like, that's a nice distinction, yeah. like, sort of to mean precise. Yeah, that's
0: true. It does also still have that idea of classiness as well when, mm. when you're like, oh, you look nice, like, you dressed up really nice. Uh, we still sort of mean that as refined. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, So just to track this again, it's gone from foolish and ignorant to luxurious to scrupulous to refined. And then through the 18th and 19th centuries, it came to mean uh, like more delicate or modest, which were traits in women that were preferred at the time. Um, There's actually a very good quote from a Jane Austen novel, Northanger Abbey, uh, which she wrote in 1803 the protagonist, Catherine Moreland, is walking with her love interest, Mm. uh, Henry Tilney, and he starts making fun of her for overusing the word nice. And he says, and this is a very nice day and we are taking a very nice walk and you two are very nice young ladies. Oh, it is a very nice word indeed, which I really like.
2: I agree with Henry. It's still like a very nothing word. Yeah.
0: Just to finish this path through history, the modern meaning of nice today is just kind of pleasant, good, positive. Yeah. And when you consider all the words in the English language that connote positive, it is weird that we default to nice so often.
2: Yeah. It's one of the most overused words like be nice play nice you look
0: nice nice
2: work nice job nice guy Uh, which is an important one that we're going to talk about more later
0: people also often use nice to mean kind
2: and i'd argue that nice is very different than kind
0: absolutely i 100 percent agree there is actually something so viscerally gross to me about
2: those (laughs) two (laughs) those two words being conflated I'm from Vancouver, and I remember once someone telling me that Vancouverites were nice but not kind, and I found that so offensive. Yeah. It's like saying you guys are polite but fake. Yeah, that's really harsh. Nice is so overused that it doesn't really tell you much other than like inoffensive or smiley. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like kind implies that someone is, like, compassionate, has follow-through, has integrity. Yeah, exactly. They're
0: so, 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 so not synonyms. Um, I feel like I, I I made this joke to you a long time ago, and I still think it's really funny. So, like, just to prove this point, imagine substituting nice for kind in that Bible reading that everyone does at weddings. Like, <laughs> love is patient,
2: love is nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible <Really> bad. <laughs> um another thing that nice makes me think of is Canadians reputation as being nice. Yes, that is our brand unfortunately.
0: Um I remember around Canada 150 uh roots which is again basically our national brand. Um <laughs> they did an ad campaign called Be Nice. Oh, I know. It's so
2: weak, Ugh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It just makes me think of the reputation we have for, like, saying sorry. It's, like, just kind of limp.
0: I don't know. It's, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> and, I mean, that reputation is sort of tied up in, like, Canada's history of peacekeeping or mediating, mm. which, of course, is not as shiny and wonderful as Heritage Minutes might lead you to believe.
2: I feel like Canadian niceness is almost used like a shield to avoid talking about the darker parts of our history.
0: Right, like Canadians aren't racist, they're nice. We kind of compare ourselves
2: favourably to the US because of that. It's true. And this has been a big conversation this year even, like in June when Jugmeet Singh was kicked out of parliament for calling a Bloc Québécois MP racist which was considered unparliamentary language. Right, like it's not Canadian to call things out. So maybe we're not more nice, we're just more polite. To your face, at least. (sighs) But we did not come here to talk about Canadiana. We came to talk about the dark side of nice. Yes. So let's get down to the reason for this episode. Nice guys
0: often written online as Nice Guy TM, like capital N, capital G, with the TM trademark symbol after it.
2: If you're not familiar with this idea, it's kind of a pejorative term nowadays, and it's used to describe usually men who perform niceness or friendship because they expect uh, romantic or sexual attention in return. So there's like a whole spectrum of nice guys, and they go kind of from vaguely presumptuous to downright sinister.
0: I feel like uh, when I hear nice guy, there's a Defensiveness baked into it, like mm. someone getting rejected saying, "But I'm such a nice guy," and yeah. and I feel like if you need to assert to someone that you are nice, <laughs> like something's up. <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to give yourself a nickname. It just like doesn't work that way.
2: <laughs> I feel like when we refer to nice guy with like the capital N, the capital G, the trademark, it's a way of putting it kind of like in scare quotes mm-hmm. because they're not truly nice they're being quote unquote nice yes it's like distinguishing nice guys from nice people
0: (laughs) right so uh let's talk a bit about where this expression
2: originates okay this is tough to pin down but a lot of sources point to of course the expression nice guys finish last yes right so this expression comes from baseball so if you were thinking something else karina get your mind (laughs) out of the gutter This is baseball. Base- baseball, baseball, right? Yeah. Baseball. Specifically, Leo Durocher, when he was managing the Brooklyn Dodgers. So, in his autobiography, which was called Nice Guys Finish Last, he really leaned into it. Durocher says that the quote was in response to an opponent who asked him why he was so interested in this player, Eddie Stanky, to which he said, He can't hit, he can't run, he can't field, he can't throw, he can't do a goddamn thing, Frank, but beat you. Ooh. <laughs> Then he listed other team's players and said, take a look at them, all nice guys. They'll finish last.
0: I really love uh, baseball trivia of any kind. This is, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that this is being folded into words right now. This is good. <laughs> anyway, in this example, Doroshi was making fun of legitimately nice guys, as in like pleasant or good guys, but not nice guys TM in the 2020 sense of it. Exactly.
2: And there's always sort of been this binary idea we have of nice guy versus bad boy.
0: Right, like the nice guy loses out, the bad boy gets the girl. Mm -hmm. There's like a whole raft of gross, sexist implications in this one, obviously. Um, But it's a trope that's repeated over and over still in like any narrative you can think of. You can find it somewhere like the nice guy isn't assertive or confident while the bad boy takes what he wants. And the nice guy is like boring and stable, and the bad guy is exciting, and the nice guy is the one you should marry, and the bad boy is the one you make the mistake of choosing first.
2: Yeah, and like any trope, there's probably a grain of truth in it. But Mm -hmm. the problem is when it becomes this easy, catch-all excuse men might use to explain why they're romantically unsuccessful. In the 2000s, feminist bloggers started using the expression, nice guy, to single out this specific phenomenon. Specifically, there was a blog called Heartless Bitches International, (laughs) and it's often credited with popularizing this expression, nice guy. In 2002, they posted this whole series of articles that got a lot of attention that denounced the nice guy in the way that we use that expression today. Men who think they deserve sex or romantic attention in exchange for kindness or friendship. Sidebar, I have to tell you this tweet I found. Go ahead. It's from someone whose username is at animal drums with two S's. It's stupid when girls say they can't find a guy yet they ignore me. It's like saying you're hungry when there's a hot dog on the ground outside
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love I love this tweet. I'm just like I'm imagining a gross congealed hot dog just like baking outside on a city sidewalk. Like what could be more appealing? It's a you know. it's a beautiful example of what they call a self own I think <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um another important term actually that we haven't mentioned yet is friend zone. I feel mm. like this is uh, important to say here. So uh, these nice guys might say that they've been friend zoned by the object of their affection if they don't get the kind of relationship they're after. The friend zone is like
2: funny, but it's also just a huge bummer. Mhm. Because it's like one member of that friendship thinks they're in a friendship, and the other one sees their platonic friendship as a punishment? Like they've been put in friendship jail? Yeah. Dr. Robert Glover, the author of the book No More Mr. Nice Guy, says these men are forming covert contracts with the target of their affection.
0: Oh, yeah. That, I feel like that sums it up really well. Like, they imagine that there is an agreement, but it's like a secret one-sided agreement. And the reality is that the other person has no idea that it exists.
2: Right, and he says that the target is often surprised when the nice guy lashes out or reacts poorly to what they perceive as a contract breach, basically.
0: Yeah, and that reaction could be mild or it could be really harsh. Mm. The spectrum of behavior that we might call, quote
2: unquote, nice guy behavior is pretty broad. Yeah. I wanted to talk to someone for this episode, but I feel like we don't really need like a psychological perspective. We don't need a quote unquote nice guy to talk to. Definitely not. What we needed is someone who can speak to where this word is evolving right now. So I chatted with Shelby Lorman, the artist behind the Instagram account and now book Awards for Good Boys. Her account features drawings of mock awards doled out to what she calls good boys. So good boys are like a type of nice guy. Similar but different. I got Shelby to explain good boys for us.
1: Um, I'm going to read the definition I wrote in my book because it was edited and I don't trust myself (laughs) Um, so here is my definition of a good boy a man who would never do anything explicitly bad in quotation marks by his own measure but consciously or not uses his quote-unquote goodness as a shield behind which he can get away with still pretty bad behavior on the grounds that it's not outwardly horrific i basically just picked the word from the dog world, where I was like, good boys. Um, and I used it to describe the praise that we heap on men, but also just, you know, people for meeting the barest of minimums. This
0: is, <laughs> this is cracking me up a little because I'm the captain of a summer softball team uh, called the Good Boys.
2: Yes. Uh, I was wondering, are you feeling kind of gross about your team name now? I'm not at
0: all. Not even a little bit. Because (laughs) (laughs) I think we we actually named it with the exact same spirit as Shelby is describing. It's always Hmm. been kind of sarcastic. Uh, So I think we're on the same page. I feel good about it.
2: Okay, I like that. Yeah. So Shelby's project is using comedy to skewer both the behavior and the applause that it gets
1: and there are a lot of people who I think follow me just because they think it's comedy about how men are trash, and I'll take their views also. Uh, But it's definitely... There's definitely a whole... uh, There's a whole thesis behind it. I I do feel like this... My Instagram project was sort of a big catfish where I was like, come on into my good boy emporium and watch me be this badass girl boss who is, you know, roasting men left and right. Um, And then once they were in there, I was like, all right, everyone come in close for a little secret, we're all trash, and let's talk about it.
0: And this is true for nice guys, too. Like, that excuse wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have become a cliche if no one supported the nice
2: guy and his excuses. Yeah, it's a system that kind of implicates us all. Mm -hmm. It lifts up certain people without examination because there's, like, a perceived goodness or niceness on the surface. So the nice guy and the good boy are, like I said, similar but different I got Shelby to kind of break down the difference for us.
1: And to me, the nice guy has more of like a, I wouldn't say sinister. To me, the nice guy has a, a more plotted. It feels more like I'm going to do this behavior to, um, to gain something. I'm going to act nice to sleep with someone. Um, I'm thinking of a cartoon that I made, which I feel like kind of encapsulates the nice guy and it's, it's a person singing a song and the song says, it's so hard to tell if men are being creepy or nice. And then the refrain is, if, if nice, what does it mean? Is this nice to get into bed with me or nice until just after sex or nice because people can be nice. And I think that's something like so sinister about the nice guy beyond what the nice guy actually does is that it forces us to self-doubt about what if they're actually just nice.
2: Ugh, yeah, yeah. Because it puts the onus on the other person to decide if that behavior is sincere. It kind of ruins everything for actually (laughs) good people. Yeah, it's like plausible deniability. And it makes it really hard to like pin down or confront because you become the bad guy if you're attaching bad motivations to like seemingly nice behavior.
1: And I think that that actually serves the nice guy because we want people to be nice. But we also know that people can sort of co-opt those really surface level behaviors that make them seem like they want something and their motivations behind the scenes might be totally different um, in a way that really it's a bummer like well obviously I want everyone to be actually nice but also it wouldn't be safe for me to actually assume that everyone is nice
2: and it's really easy and painless to perform niceness right especially when the bar is so low like she says Uh, Shelby described to me what she calls the aesthetics of niceness.
1: Maybe a decade ago or two decades ago, like, the bad boy was really sexy, but now it's like, oh my god, like, he is reading uh, Solnit, and he's on the train, and he's wearing, like, a Bernie shirt. Like, how sexy... And it doesn't really take anything more than that. And I'm so part of that. I like, I'll swipe right onto someone wearing a Bernie shirt in a heartbeat. It's like deeply embarrassing. But I do think that like the aesthetics of niceness are like more obvious today than ever.
0: Um, Yeah, I know exactly what (laughs) she's talking about. It's really interesting because earlier we were talking about how nice guy TM came kind of in reaction to the girls-like-bad-boys-or-jerks idea. Mm. Um, And now if a sort of softer, more socially conscious type of masculinity is in favor, it's almost even easier to co-opt.
2: Yeah, like you just collect the right props around you and then you'll get the praise, or like Shelby says, the swipe rights that you're after.
0: Uh something just popped into my head which is something that has actually low key bothered me for a long time which is that you know those um mini trailers that play when you hover over the TV show in Netflix? Yeah. Okay, so uh the mini trailer that they picked for Friends, like the little clip that plays yeah. is the the whole group is in uh the coffee shop and they're discussing like the coded language of dating, like what what you mean when you say X. And Chandler, at the end of the clip, says, and you're such a nice guy, means I'm going to be dating leather-wearing alcoholics and complaining about them to you. Which I feel like completely outs Chandler as a nice, like, doesn't it? Like, it's... We knew this. I know Friends, (laughs) to be clear, I know Friends is completely indefensible in 2020. It does not age well. Like, I'm not defending the show. But I just feel like whoever picked that clip was probably a dude and probably a nice guy. I'm just gonna say it. I think that's what happened.
2: Shots fired. Yeah. So we've talked about some different types of nice guys so far, right? So like guys who associate themselves with performatively good things to kind of get like a status or attention or guys that perform friendship for ulterior motives. But now let's get into the actual darker end of the spectrum because the term nice guy also encompasses some scarier types of masculinity. So, to start us off, I never actually saw this personally, but apparently in Toronto in 2016, someone, uh, apparently a nice guy, was posting a manifesto of sorts around the city. For context, it was printed on a white piece of paper and taped to telephone poles with black duct tape. Okay. (laughs) Just, Just to paint a picture for you. All right. It starts like this. Okay, ladies, I get it. You don't want a pleasant evening chat. You don't want a gentleman to walk you to your car. You don't want a friendly dude to help you carry your groceries, or hold open the door, or crush the life out of other men that would do you harm. Fine, fear the good guys. I guess we'll just have to suffer through watching you get broken over and over by the scum you think you love. But I want you to know it's not easy, and it hurts to see you fall. Give the good guys a chance to help you be less afraid of the world.
0: Ew, ew, ew.
2: Okay. Crush the life out of men who would do you harm? What? It's the scariest thing I've ever read. And he's like, I want you to feel less afraid of the world. And I'm like, are you right behind me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. He's like... I want to protect you from how menacing and terrifying the world is, and to show you how bad it is, I will myself be menacing and terrifying. It's just,
2: yeah. So this idea of nice guys failing romantically because their niceness is being taken advantage of makes these frustrated men very easy to recruit or to radicalize into misogynistic movements. An umbrella term for these groups is called the manosphere, and it includes a bunch of different groups from incels, which are involuntary celibates, men going their own way, which is a male separatist group. Wait a second, a
0: male separatist group? Like, they want to, like, what is this? It's
2: complicated, but it's like voluntary celibacy. I
0: think they might uh, begin to have some problems after about one generation.
2: (laughs) This is a good point. Yeah. It also includes men's rights activists or pickup artist groups. So in different ways, these all play into the idea that, like, a nice guy is being exploited, right? Mm -hmm. They either need to expel the nice, weak tendencies or perform a very specific type of niceness to trick women, or, like we say, give up on women altogether. The lexicon of the manosphere is actually fascinating to me. There's the, the nice guy, right, but then there's, like, beta or blue pillars, incel, love shy. There's an acronym they use, AFC, Average Frustrated Chump. Mm. And these are all kind of used for men who apparently should be getting laid but aren't because of feminism. Right. Uh, There's also the term white knight or internet white knight, which is sort of like adjacent in my mind to the nice guy. It's like a term for men who rush to the aid of women in distress, usually on social media, looking for a romantic reward.
0: Right. But also I've seen it used kind of like in an accusatory way, like if any man agrees with any woman on social media or something, then everyone else rushes in is like, you're just white knighting her.
2: I feel like white knight is either used to refer to, like, the faux chivalry, kind of, like, fedora-tipping m'lady guy, (laughs) but also just, like, a blanket way to dismiss male feminists. Right. Then men who are getting attention from women who would be called, like, bad boys, or jerks, alphas, chads or Meeks, this one I, I like. Um, it's named after this guy, Jeremy Meeks. So he's a guy whose mugshot went viral and he was nicknamed America's most attractive felon. I think like you'd recognize it if you saw his face. Oh. So they call romantically successful men Meeks, meaning you can be like very, very not nice, even a felon, and still get women if you're attractive.
0: Oh, uh, I want to Google J- Jeremy Meeks?
2: Yeah, M-E-E-K-S.
0: Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, he's very chiseled, and he,
2: that's a really intense mugshot. <laughs> and then there's also a huge lexicon in the manosphere for words that refer to women, but uh, they're just too gross to refer to right now. <laughs> yeah, that's just... oh God. Anyway,
0: so, uh, like we said,
2: it's very clear at this point, nice guys are a big, big spectrum. They really are. Um... And I think we can end off the nice guy chapter here and just just bring it back to nice.
0: Yeah, the word nice just leaves like a whole different taste in my mouth after we've hashed it out so thoroughly. (laughs) It's definitely
2: tainted. Here's Shelby.
1: I feel like when people describe other people as he's super nice, I'm like, okay, what's wrong with him? Or like, what aren't you saying? Nice is one of those words that I can imagine like a, a writing professor circling and being like, be specific. I don't get what you mean here. It seems like a front nice is like a front of a word and you're like what are you selling behind nice because i don't buy it
0: (laughs) i completely agree it loops right back to what you were saying about being offended hearing vancouver described as nice but not kind yeah like imagine imagine you started dating someone and you ask your friend what they think of him and you hear He's really nice. <laughs> oh, that tone, yeah. I'd be horrified. Yeah, I would assume the worst. I would assume that they <laughs> they hated him. Um, it's just such a nothing word, like so surface level, that it becomes really suspicious. Like it must be a deflection from your actual opinion.
2: But even somehow this surface level word had me looking at some of the darkest corners of the internet, it felt like. <laughs> it sure did. Um, to to pivot here and to shake off some of that toxic masculinity, let's end out with the song that was stuck in my head the entire time I was researching for this episode. Oh yeah, mine too. The history of the word nice would not be complete without the chicks 2006 anthem, which of course was written as a direct response to the public hatred they received after they spoke out against the Iraq invasion on stage.
0: I'm not ready to make nice is uh, such a perfect use of this word. Uh, The idea of making nice is just so scathing. It's the definition of being polite or friendly, but in this insincere or self-serving way.
2: Yeah, it's hard not to see that moment in history when they wrote this song as gendered, right? Makes me think of, like, sugar and spice and everything nice. Make nice is what you tell a child to do. Right. Um, But in in addition to all this It's just like a banger
0: Like the best song ever (laughs) So good
2: Wow. <sighs> um, that makes me feel a lot better after what we yeah, just waded same. through. <laughs> and I think we can leave it there. Yeah. Wordbomb is produced by me, Pippa Johnstone. And me, Karina Palmetesta. Thank you so much to Shelby Lorman for her interview. You can follow her at Awards for Good Boys and please buy her book. Our show is recorded in Toronto on the traditional territories of many nations, including the Wendat, the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, Métis, and the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation.
0: If you want to be nice to us, you can follow the show at Word Bomb Podcast on Instagram or at tvo.org slash wordbomb.
2: Thank you to the very nice folks at TVO who make this show possible. And thank you for listening.